pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thanks for joining us for the Jock to Jock podcast. Sponsored by I'm on Communications. Experience the I'm on difference. I'm Brian Marshall from the Rockwood 08 Morning Show. I'll get the punter's perspective on Iowa football from Tory Taylor right after this. Three, two, one, and we're on. Today we're talking about I'm on. Yeah, you're on. I know I'm on. I need to talk about I'm on. Yeah, you're on. Why talk about it? No, that's in the script. I'm on. Well, we know you're on. No, Iowa's most reliable internet. I'm on. Yes, you are on. Stay always on. You're on! Stay always on with Iowa's most reliable internet and get same day or next day installation guaranteed. I'm on.net. Oh, I'm on.net. Why don't you say so? Thanks for joining us for this week's show. On the last episode, there was a story in the New York Times about Australian punters that are now involved in the football bowl subdivision. And I wanted to know a little bit more from Tori about what he thought about his fellow countrymen being involved in college sports. People really only see, like, I guess, for example, like all these Iowa fans, you know, people don't really only see, like, me going out there and kicking the ball, and it's the same with other places, but there's a lot of guys and that have sacrificed a lot to kind of get to where they are, you know, like you, you don't see much of your family, you know, like I've seen my family probably like one month of the year. And then, so it, there's a lot of sacrifices that go into it and people really only see like kind of that three hours on a Saturday, but there's so much more that goes into it. And um, I think one thing that I really appreciate about being a shine over here is that you're kind of part of like a small little family as well. You know, there's a bunch of other guys doing what you're doing and you kind of build relationships with those guys because you kind of understand, well, you know, this shit isn't easy. If you haven't heard the Aussie Invasion, our last episode, check it out now wherever you get your podcasts and on rock108.com. Bring it on board after a busy bye week. We've got a lot to talk about. Number nine from your Iowa football team, Tori Taylor. Welcome aboard. Thanks very much, Brian. Always a pleasure. What did you do on the bye week? What did uh, What occupied your time? Uh, well, we still had a lift and a couple of meetings, and we had practice on Tuesday, Wednesday, and then a lift on Thursday. But then they gave us Friday, Saturday off, so it was obviously Halloween weekend. So, yeah, a couple of the boys were still in town, so we went out and had a good time. Does Tory Taylor dress up for Halloween at all? I didn't on Thursday, Friday night, but I did Saturday night. What did you dress up as? I just wore a Sam Laporta jersey, pretty pretty. <laughs> Yes. Pretty boring, but no, it was a, it was a good weekend. Laporta had the uh, touchdown last night on Monday Night Football. Yeah, so I heard. I go to sleep at like seven thirty, eight o'clock, so I didn't really watch it. What'd you feel about your performance in the game versus Minnesota before the bye? Oh, it wasn't too bad. It was it was very very windy. Um, it was kind of one of those days. Where it was just like, all right, how am I going to get through this and hit balls that I want to hit? And you know, a couple of them are good, a couple of them are bad. I'll, I'll take it. You know, it wasn't wasn't the worst performance, but wasn't the best. And yeah, you kind of just move on, really. Do you beat yourself up over a touchback now? Not really. No, nah, because, I mean, it was still like a good ball. It, it went, like, that was into a really strong wind. I was kind of ran off to the sideline. I said the coach was, I said, I didn't even think I'd be able to get it inside the 10. 
So I'm really surprised it was a touchback. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it was a bit weird. But uh, no, nah, I don't, not really. The last two games, the Wisconsin game, the Minnesota game, you've had 10 punts versus Wisconsin and nine against Minnesota, which really raises your, your yards that you had out there. But your average, even into the wind, 49.3. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it is a bit of a stats game. So, yeah, it's always good to kind of walk away with, with good stats. But I really didn't hit that um, many great balls that day. But, yeah, the the weather certainly um, played into that a bit. But um, from that point of view, yeah, I was, I was pretty happy. What was the mood like on the sideline after Cooper DeGene's return? Uh, well, it was whenever we score a touchdown, I just try to stay a little bit relaxed because i got to go out there and hold for the field goal. But then everyone was obviously going a bit crazy, as was the crowd, and we kind of ran out there about to do the PAT, and um, the referee obviously stopped. I'm like, oh, what's going on here? They must be checking checking something. And then so they went and checked to see if he was out of bounds or not, and we were looking up at the TV, and um, you could tell that he was in bounds quite clearly. So we are like, oh, it's all good then. And then um, we, ran off to, we went off to the sideline just to get a few snaps, Luke and I, just because we still had a bit of time. Yeah, the offense just started walking back, and I was kind of like, "What's going on?" He was inbounds by a mile. Everyone can can see it. And then, yeah, the referee um, made a joke of a call. Really, I think we all we all saw that. It's one of those things, you know. At the end of the day, um, did we really probably play the way we wanted to play and deserve to win? Probably not. But it's still one of those games. Sometimes you don't play well, and you can still win. And it was it was quite bizarre, you know. I said a few jokingly to a few people the next day. It was probably one of those games where it, it really probably deserved to be nine nine, and we just walk into the locker room and both teams are like, "Yeah, whatever." No one really deserved to win that. Right. But you know, I think one of the more frustrating things was that it probably um, stopped or prevented one of the greatest plays in college football history. You know, at that stage of the game, um, to be able to do what he did and get past every single player that was there. And it wasn't as if it was in the middle of the field. It was literally like seven or eight guys on the sideline tackling him. And he managed to um, squirt through through them all and score a touchdown. And, yeah, I mean, like I said, it, I feel like I'm probably bitching about it a bit, but I really can't wrap my head around why the call was made. Um, and, yeah, it just it doesn't make any sense how that they can go back and review something and say, oh, had they said if had they called it in the actual in the game mm-hmm. in live play, it's like you know what, like fair enough. And I saw some people were saying that, oh, it's the same referee that um, called Jack Campbell's touchdown back last year. It's like, well, they made that call in the game, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they they said it was out of bounds in the game in live play. So I was like, whatever, that that's fair enough. Referees make mistakes, but for them, for someone like sitting in a booth in in another state. Um, yeah, it just doesn't that happen to go to that school. You really question uh, kind of what, what's going on behind the scenes. But who knows? Minnesota won the game and they were, they played well and we didn't. And But you kind of just move on and all we're focused on is Northwestern. So does Coach Woods help to coach on a uh, kick return like that? Would he be a part or involved in that in any shape or form? Oh, on a punt return? No, like that. I mean, yes, like mm. he he has everything to do with punt return, but like that was just a play that only Cooper DeGene could make, really. Right. So then, my next question is going to be this: Does Coach Woods, to your knowledge, 
teach about how to signal for fair catch because even in the World Series last night, there's a Hawkeye fan behind home plate holding up saying, Yeah. Was yeah. it a fair catch? <laughs> yeah. So that's what I think the frustrating thing was. And, and Coach Woods was quite visibly upset um, after the game and totally understand why. And I think the biggest reason for that is, well, Cooper didn't do anything wrong. So, like, how do you actually coach the guy? Because what Cooper did is what we is what Coach Woods and the other coaches coach. You know, like, you're allowed to point at the ground. But, yeah, look, it is what it is. Nothing we can do about it now. And, like I said, we probably didn't deserve to win that game, so you kind of just move on. The feeling after the game is over, losing in a way like that, that has to affect the, the morale of the locker room, at least that night. Yeah, it was dead silence, you know. No one really had much to say. It was kind of just share and, and get out of there, really. That's that's pretty much what happened. Did you have much interaction with Cooper either before or after? No. Yeah. No, not, not after the game. No, like I said, everyone just shouted and pretty much just left and got out of there. How are you feeling after that? How long does it take you to kind of recover from something like that? I mean, I know not you necessarily being involved like Cooper was, but as a teammate, that still affects you, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. But I think a lot of the time is I walk away from games just going, you know what, did I do what I needed to do to the best of my ability? And um, that day with the balls I hit, probably not. But at at the same time, it's like, well, you know, I still hit good balls to um, help the team, um, put the team in the best position I possibly could. So, yeah, I obviously spoke to Cooper the next day. And, yeah, I think the frustrating thing is, like I said, before it it was one of the greatest plays that you'll ever see in football history and it will simply just go down as a fair catch hmm. one other thing that happened on the bye week happened recently uh some changes are going to be made in the coaching structure at the end of the year obviously this will affect the team in 2024 but not necessarily you coach brian ferentz uh, the school is saying that he's finished up. Um, yeah. What's the feeling like for you? I know you don't interact with him as much as others do, but obviously your teammates are, are having to deal with this too. You got any feelings or thoughts on that? I mean, the first thought is, is it's obviously quite sad, you know, when someone is basically told that you're no longer going to be with us anymore. Yeah, it's probably quite an emotional um, moment for him and, and his family too, you know. Yeah, it's pretty crystal clear that um, Ryan's father is the head coach. So, yeah, there's obviously a lot of emotions amongst those and the rest of the coaching staff and the playing group, you know, like a lot of guys since since they've been here have um, been coached under Brian. Um, whether it's the right or wrong move, I really don't know. Um, it's kind of hard for me as a player to have an opinion on it. But at the same time, um, is it going to affect me in any way? No, because I won't be here. It, it, but it is going to affect a lot of other players um, that still have time here. And I think the the one thing that I will say is, and I, again, this might be right, it might be wrong. I feel like he's sometimes a bit of a scapegoat for a lot of things that are out of his control. You know, does he call shit plays? Yes. Does he call great plays? Yes. Does he get things wrong? Yes. Does he get things right? Absolutely. But that's just part of being a coach, you know. 
Coach Parker might call poor plays. I really don't. I don't even know what Brian calls, whether they're good plays or bad plays. I really don't know. Is he trying to do the best, what's best for the team? Absolutely. Well, as far as I know, he is because he's that sort of guy mm-hmm. and that sort of coach. Um, but I think if you really dive deep into things, you know, he's not the one out there um, that may miss a block or may drop a pass or may run the wrong route. So, you know, sometimes uh, you, there's a little thing, you really got to dive deeper into things. But, yeah, it's kind of, it's very sad to, to, well, he's not gone yet. I saw him this morning. But, you know, at the end of the season, yeah, I'm sure it'll be a very emotional moment for him and, and his family. Like I said, is it the best thing for the football program? I really I really don't know. I guess time will tell, but um, he's a good dude. He's a, he's a very, very funny man, Brian. Very funny man. And um, yeah, it'll be it'll be sad to see him go, but that's just you know it's a it's a cruel business. Like it's yeah, it is a business, it, and at the end of the day, it's a performance based business. So yeah, it, it really it is what it is. But like I said, great guy. Um, yeah, he's he's a very very funny man. Probably something people don't really know about him is that he's a very 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 funny guy. You've brought this up before. Jordan Bohannon brought it up on a previous Jock to Jock podcast. Iowa fans are, I mean, they bleed black and gold, obviously, right? But they think yeah, they've got absolutely. it. They think they've got it figured out and said that, you know, we got to be able to do this. We got to do this. We got to do this. But none of us have put on the pads and stood in front of 70,000 at Kinnick. It's interesting you say that. I will say one thing about that is do not believe a single thing that you see on Twitter because sometimes you'll think that. Like some of these media guys, it drives me crazy because it's they think that they know everything. And then, like yesterday, I had a couple of friends message me and saying, "Oh, is Brian resigning?" And it's just like, "Well, like no, that's not what it is." And it's just like, where do these guys get the information from? I think a lot of the time it's just like, "Oh, who can who can say it first? And if I get it wrong, well, it doesn't really matter." But yeah, I always just find it very very interesting. Um, a few of the media guys that I'm not the biggest fan of, but yeah, yeah, I think they just need to educate themselves a little bit more on the matter. When I sent a question out yesterday, I looked and I said, "Huh, how do I pose this to Tori to make sure that we're on time for our recording session?" I kind of at first wanted to go, "Hey, I got a question for you." Dot dot dot. Leave it like that, and then yeah. come back and go, "Is eleven o'clock still okay?" <laughs> yeah absolutely and i know some people might think it's like a bit of a sensitive topic to talk about but it it isn't it isn't but like i said i just don't you cannot believe anything that you see on twitter and a lot of the time it's as if like guys are walking around the building um living the lives that we're living in and then and they think they know more than we do but they really have absolutely no idea like zero idea Mm -hmm. um but they can really only go off the information they go off, but a lot of the time, I think they're playing the, the guessing game. Uh, North <laughs> Northwestern is uh, on the road, and you've got to not only prepare for the cold of Chicago, but you got to prepare for a baseball stadium, which has got to have different mm-hmm. winds and odd locker rooms because they're not built for football teams; they're built for baseball teams. Uh, a lot to uh, to prepare for for this upcoming contest versus Northwestern. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. From a logistical point of view, it'll be a little strange. I'm really not sure how how it's going to work. I've, I have been to Wrigley Field for a baseball game and watched from the stands, but 
I've never been in the locker room or whatever they call it. Is it the locker room? Yeah. Yeah, clubhouse locker room, I guess. Yeah. I've never been in one, so I really don't know. But, yeah, the weather, it'll be – it won't be too cold. I feel like it'll be a little similar to the last couple of games. Um, yeah, you're playing in Chicago, you know it's going to be windy. But I really just worry about that stuff um, when we get there. And Coach Woods helps me out a lot with certain shots at certain parts of the field and whatnot. But, yeah, you're playing on a baseball field and every Chicagoan will tell you how great it is, even though they've never won anything there. So, but, yeah, it, it should be a fun, fun experience for sure. Uh, one other thing I mentioned locker rooms. I saw this story. Several University of Colorado football players say that they were robbed at the Rose Bowl last Saturday during the game against UCLA with jewelry being stolen from their lockers. Uh, both Pasadena uh, Police Department and UCLA confirmed the matter early on Monday. UCLA is in communication with law enforcement. Um, I know some players like to wear jewelry. Um, have obviously electronic equipment that they bring along with them and other things. Is this something that is of concern to you sometimes at all to have, you know, have to worry about your stuff? I've never really thought about it because they do have guys um, staying behind in the equipment room. So I've never really been too sure about that, to be honest, or never really worried about it. But I put all my stuff in my bag and things like that. But yeah, we are in Chicago, so maybe a little bit of extra caution. Do you ever travel uh, with anything other than just like your... Just my headphones. Well, yeah. I'll take my laptop because I'll do schoolwork and stuff, but nah, it's usually just my headphones, book, and, and a laptop. I'm surprised Nothing. you don't have a little bit of ice that has like the, the, the Australian continent nah. on it. Nah, that's that's not me. It's a waste of money in my opinion. Okay. Dumbass or Drongo? Let's do it. I've been told that this is... Some of the uh, listeners' favorite part, because they like to hear how you um, process the dumbass or drongo, how you said that this was one of the most stressful points of your week besides Saturdays. Yeah, well, it's not mutual. I don't enjoy it, but we'll, we'll do it anyway. All right. First one, Anna Paul is known for creating adult content on OnlyFans. She recently stunned her followers on TikTok with the nonchalant way that she handled a huntsman spider crawled up her thigh while she was showering and she calmly picked it up, showed it to the camera and said that was the reality of her life. That's stronger. Why is that? It's a huntsman spider. Okay. Only in... I've never seen one of those here. Okay. The uh, next story, a nurse survived an attack by a patient at a West Monroe health facility. In police reports, the patient was labeled as extremely combative and aggressive after attempting to stab the nurse with a spork. All yeah, right. that sounds like some American shit. I'm going to go, that's dumbass. Final answer on both? Yep. Correct. Now, for the bonus point, Anna Paul, since this is the Drongo, city or state in Australia, please? Well, you have to give me a little bit of a clue. Um, known for its beaches. New South Wales or Sydney. Final answer. Well, it, 40, it could be anywhere up that way. Forty-three. Of Perth. Forty-three miles within the city of beaches. Forty-three miles. Uh, let's go Perth, WA, Western Australia. Final answer. Yeah. No. Gold Coast, Queensland. Oh God. Yeah, well, I mean, it could literally be anywhere along in the East Australia. Coast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like everyone lives on the outskirts. 
the, the piece for this for the uh, for the dumbass West Monroe was your clue. Yeah, I got no idea what that um, is. In the South, I'll give you that much. Louisiana. That is correct. I was going to say uh, Monroe. I feel like that sounds familiar. Yeah, you got it. West Monroe, Louisiana. Yeah. So I'm three out of four. That's three not out bad. of four on that one right now. That means that you are 24 out of 34. Oh, that's actually not bad. No, not at all. Rough start early on. I have also been uh, accused of making them easier on you as the time has progressed. Ooh, totally get, yeah, totally get effed. <laughs> Tori, it has been a busy week. I'm looking forward to seeing how things work out for you against Northwestern there at Wrigley Field. Uh, anything else to add to the audience for the Jock to Jock podcast this week? Um, no, not really. Obviously... Yeah, last week or a couple of weeks ago against Minnesota wasn't our game. But we really just need everyone's support. There's four games left of the season, and you know we're we're going to make a bowl game. But hopefully, there's there's six games left, and we can make it to Indy. But we're really going to need everyone's support. So, which I know we will. So, yeah, looking looking forward to it. Tori, thanks again for the time. Appreciate it, Brian. Thank you. That will do it for this week's Jock to Jock podcast. Coming up next week, we'll recap the Northwestern game at Wrigley Field and how that felt to be in the Cubs clubhouse for that particular contest. What else will we talk about? Well, find out on next week's edition of the Jock to Jock podcast, sponsored by I'm on Communications. Experience the I'm on difference. Three, two, one, and we're on. Today we're talking about I'm on. Yeah, you're on. I know I'm on. I need to talk about I'm on. Yeah, you're on. Why talk about it? No, that's in the script. I'm on. Well, we know you're on. No, Iowa's most reliable internet. I'm on. Yes. You are on. Stay always on. You're on. Stay always on with Iowa's most reliable internet and get same day or next day installation guaranteed. I'm on.net. Oh, I'm on.net. Why didn't you say so?